Nah, I've been smoking. You been smoking? We been smoking all day. I be smoking. You been smoking? We been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, all raspberry, right. and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level. Let's get this going. And three, two, one, action. What's up, everybody? It's Tony. Tony Tone. And we're uh, we're on episode 17 now of Snurbage, the podcast. God, it's been a while, man. I haven't been on in like over a month. Lots of stuff has happened in the last month, last over the month and everything. And so, but I'm back. I'm here. I didn't go anywhere. I've just been, uh, first of all, I've been broke, so I haven't really been able to buy a lot of Snurbage. Um, but I'm back. I got a little bit of something, something. Um, if you've never listened to this podcast before, podcast before, my name's Tony Tone. This is Snurbage, the podcast. And Snurbage is just a word that uh, somebody in my life used when, when it came to weed. And I was like, I bet you nobody online is using that fucking word for their podcast. So here I am, Snurbage the podcast. But yeah, we smoke pot and talk about the shit. It's great. Good stuff. I've had a guest on or two and stuff. And I want to apologize right now just because I didn't do a 420 episode. And honestly, if you are kind of hurt by the fact that I didn't do a 420 episode, here's a little secret. I actually did do a 420, something for 420, but it encompassed all of my time. So I was not able to do one of these in time for 420, but happy late 420. It's like almost 520 right now. But, um, uh, but no, I actually, uh, I did, I do a game show online. That's really fun. And it's, I, it's, it's very sporadic these days. Um, but it's called silver screen showdown and it's on YouTube and yeah, type in silver screen showdown and you'll find it. But for the last two years, on 420, we've uh, we've done, and it's movie questions. Excuse me, movie trivia questions. And I created it back in like 2016, 2017. We did our first season, um, which we actually had like a a studio, and and we actually like had you know contestants come on, and it was it was a game show, and it was fun. It was all general movie knowledge and everything. Um, and then we had a season two. Uh, in 2018 and that was like special episodes where it was like all back to the future episode all batman episode all indiana jones episode um and those were really really fun and i really kind of enjoyed doing those better than the general movie questions ones but whatever um but uh one of the episodes that we did in season two was the all stoner films episode and we had so i had so much fucking fun writing it doing it and everything so uh, the last two is that this was our third stoner films episode and they're super hilarious. I, I highly recommend checking them out. Silver screen showdown on YouTube. It's fucking great. Go check out the 420 episodes. They're hilarious. I mean, they're all the episodes are great. The big like the drunken and, uh, the drunk on, what was it? <laughs> the drunk on white Russians Lebowski episode live at dude fest was pretty fun, but yeah, go check it out. And then, Hey, you'll actually be able to see my, my lovely face. But um, so yeah, I didn't do I didn't do a Snurbage podcast for 420, but I did do Silver Screen Showdown, the third volume of our Stoner Films episodes, and it was hilarious and great. Go check it out on YouTube. Um, thanks to Young Stone for the intro and outro music. I'm still waiting for artists to get a hold of me and say, hey, I want I want you to use I want you to you know plug some of my stuff on your show that only two people listen to. So still waiting. But I'm I'm all about plugging artists and stuff. Um, but yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. First of all, I, we need to smoke because I haven't smoked yet. But this stuff is called properly sized nipples. OG. <laughs> properly sized nipples. OG. And yeah, that's I. You know, can't really say much else. <laughs> I gotta put my phone on like never lock here so I can actually. Just read my notes here and stuff. So yeah, properly sized nipples, OG. Here we go. We're gonna check it out. That's good. Tastes like weed. 
That's good. <coughs> so, one of the reasons why, um, oh, I'll get to that later. I was going to talk to you guys about a couple things. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about that now. Um, one of the reasons why I've taken some time off is because my wife actually had a hysterectomy. They didn't take her ovaries. They just took her uterus out and everything. And so I've been, you know, helping out a lot more and, and you know, taking care of her and such and everything. She's actually a rock star. She's doing really good on the men. So good for her. But, yeah, they took her, they took her uterus out, gave her the hysterectomy. That means that I can reverse my vasectomy now. <laughs> I keep saying that, and people are like, why? And I'm like, because when Jessica Alba comes back, I need to be working with a fully loaded live ammunition clip, you know? <laughs> my wife, you know, she she calls Jessica Alba my hall pass. I'm like, no, bitch, you're my hall pass. I'm just with you until Jessica Alba comes back, or until until I decide to go back to her, you know? But no, dude, I'm super proud of my wife. We have four kids and she's a rock star, but yeah, I would never reverse my vasectomy. And you want to know what? I'm going to put this, this baby to bed right now, because a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about vasectomies. And if you've never gotten a vasectomy and you're thinking about getting a vasectomy, listen up because I'm going to tell you about the greatest decision I ever made <laughs> and that was to get a vasectomy and like dude a lot of guys are like oh my god do they chop your balls off do they chop your dick off is or is your sex drive fucking gone it's like no I still have the sex drive of Pepe Le Pew just minus the whole like sexual assault aspect of it but I still have a sex drive you still come it's still white it still looks smells I don't know about taste I, don't, I haven't never tasted my own brand but it, it's it's the same thing. It just doesn't have it doesn't have little little dudes swimming in it, you know. But you don't lose. I didn't lose my sex drive or anything like that. Um, they don't chop your balls off. They they literally make an incision like right underneath of your balls, and they go in and they just they cut the fucking thing. It's called a vas. They cut the vas that that takes your boys to your uh, you know takes them around. Then they cauterize it and that's that's pretty much the procedure if you are planning on getting a vasectomy go under they will give you the option of having a local or general anesthesia go with general i did a local my dad was even like you're a fucking braver guy than i am and dude i was <sighs> see ever since i was a kid i'm gonna have a hit of this properly sized nipple og I had really bad ingrown toenails when I was a kid. And I'm guessing the lesson out of that is, like, I I need more. I'm a big guy. I'm tall. Um, you know, I need more of that, of the stuff that numbs you up than most people do. I found that out with ingrown toenails when I was 14. They had to stick one of my toes 12 times in one session just to numb it up properly to dig that fucking thing out of there. <coughs> so when I went in there and he only put half that fucking needle in for my vasectomy, I was like, dude, you need to put that whole needle in. And he was like, oh, no, dude, I've done guys bigger than you and stuff. And I was just like, dude, okay, but I'm not okay with this. And I tell you what, man, he hit, I mean, everything was fine until he hit that vas. And oh my God, dude, it was like somebody, like a thousand people came and kicked me in the balls at once. Like, I, like, immediately, if you've ever been kicked in the balls, guys, you'll know, like, you know, if you get kicked in the balls hard enough, I mean, you sweat, you can't fucking breathe, you're fucking, you almost, you know, like, you feel like you're going to throw up sometimes, like, all of those things. Anything you've ever felt when you got kicked in the balls, it all came rushing at me a thousand times. And the guy's like, you need to settle down, like, you need to put that whole fucking needle in me right now. And then he finally did, and everything was hunky-dory. Dumbass, fucking listen to me. Properly sized nipple OG. But yeah, and your balls swell like mine, like probably to the size of like tennis balls, dude. Got to wear like a jock strap, not with a cup, but just like the jock strap part of it. 
got to wear one of those to kind of keep them nice and held up there. And I was out for about two weeks, man. But before you have a vasectomy, you know, you got to be careful where you're, where you're dumping your clip, you know, like you got to be careful, got to be careful, got to be careful, you know, unless you're a Catholic, then it doesn't matter. But, um, but once you, once you finally have a vasectomy, you don't have to be careful anymore, man. You you like Mr. Burns standing at the window of Springfield going, excellent. <laughs> Release my hounds. Anywhere I want to. <laughs> you know, it's great, dude. And when I got my vasectomy, my buddies were like, they got vasectomies too. No, we didn't do it all together or anything like that. We didn't go in there holding hands or, you know, anything. But no, I got my vasectomy and my buddies were like, Dude, I don't want any kids anymore. I got enough fucking kids. Let's let's talk about vasectomies. And I said, okay. Well, I talked them into it. I told them, you know, go under. You <laughs> don't do don't do a local. But um, my buddy Adam, who was on the show, uh, some time ago, uh, he calls me up after he got his vasectomy. Hold on. He calls me up and he goes, dude, when you got done, did they have you like come back in like a month or two later and bring your specimen in? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you got to go in and you got to give them a, a sample of what's coming out now. And they have to make sure that your boys aren't swimming anymore, you know? And he was like, okay. I was like, did something happen? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And he goes, well, you know, I, I brought in the receptacle and I brought it up to them and they told me that there wasn't enough in there. It's like, what do you say to something like that? I'm like, that's when your inner Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother comes out and you say, challenge accepted. You take that thing home and you take a couple days and you fill that fucker to the brim, man. Come in there with no lid, just spilling it all over the place. Here you go, fuckers. Is this enough? <laughs> it's like getting some on them and everything. Oops. But yeah, dude. Um, <coughs> so yeah, guys who are looking at getting vasectomies, go under. Make sure you have about two weeks off of work. And, you know, and just, but after that, dude, oh, it's so fucking sweet. Like, you know, I'm with my wife, so I don't have to worry about sexually transmitted diseases or anything like that, you know. But I don't have to wrap my fucking dick. I don't have to pull out anymore. Like, it's fucking amazing, dude. It's amazing. So, yeah, I love it. I love my vasectomy. I wish I wish that vasectomies and hysterectomies were easier for people to get. Because there are people out there that, for one reason or the other, don't want to have kids. And I just think it's crap that, you know that you can't go in, especially, you know, somebody who's like, you know, 24 and, and they've, and they've had four or five kids and shit like that. And they're just like, I need, I want a hysterectomy or I want a vasectomy or something like that. And they're like, Oh, you're still pretty young. And I got fed that crap by my doctor. When I told him about it, I was like, Hey, I really want a vasectomy. He's like, Oh, you're only 24, man. You know, that's, that's pretty young. And I was like, bro, I have four kids and the last two came at the same time. And he's like, oh, okay. Is Thursday okay? <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, man, it's, you know, I'm not saying, like, use it for birth control or anything, but a lot of these procedures these days can be reversed if you want to have kids later. And let's, you know, population control, dude. Population control. That's all I have to say. Properly sized nipples. I'm just going to say this uh, spotlight on an artist. My wife and I were driving around. I might've, I might've uh, fucking said this on one of my previous shows, but I don't think so. Um, we were driving around and she likes Pandora because of the fact that, you know, she'll type in like Dave Matthews band radio and it's not only Dave Matthews band. They give you a lot of stuff that is kind of like that and you find new music and that's what we all really want. We all just want to hear some new music that fucking intrigues our soul and grips our heart and makes our brains work. And 
<laughs> all of a sudden this song comes on one day when we're in the car. And one thing I like about Pandora is that, you know, like we're sitting there listening to, what was it? Um, oh, it, it was uh, Les Claypool Radio. Les Claypool from Primus. Fucking weirdo, dude. Pretty much our generation's Frank Zappa, just without, just less uh, political. But um, Claypool. And Claypool is, it's, it's uh, you can't even describe the music. Rock, jam, fucking hillbilly flop weirdness. But, um, uh, you know, playing some Primus stuff and everything. All of a sudden it plays like, Pink Floyd echoes and it's like dude that's not I love Pink Floyd and I love echoes but that is not what I want to hear on the Les Claypool station so you can thumbs down it and then they won't play stuff like that anymore on that station which is great you can kind of like tune your stations to exactly what you like that's why I like Pandora Pandora please pay me money but um so she's hopping around on some of her stations. My wife actually listens to a fair amount of like indie pop. Like I'll hear some of her stuff on the radio, but what's weird is like, she finds this stuff like months before it even comes out. And then all of a sudden it hits big. Like my wife's a fucking savant in many ways, man. I need to put some more of this in here. Stuff kind of burns a little quick, but it tastes good. And for me, it, it burns, it burns good. It doesn't burn too quick. I didn't put a lot in the bowl, but now this stuff tastes good and it looks good and it smells good. It's got a good aftertaste to it. And that's like a big thing because some weed, like I had this purple stuff and yeah, it tasted like grape and stuff like that. But like the aftertaste was a like it was too harsh and burny for me. But this is this is good. Anyways. This song called Purple Hat comes on. Purple Hat. And it's from a, the band Sophie Tucker. They got a couple other songs out there and stuff. And, and they're kind of like a... Almost like a... Chemical Brothers. Um, uh, or uh, like... Tr or fuck. Um, God damn it. Daft Punk. But like Club Partiers. Like if a couple fucking, you know, like ravers got on stage and started doing weird shit. Like that's that's what Sophie Tucker is. But Purple Hat, it it sounds so fucking weird when you first get into it, man. Purple, 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 purple hat, you to print dancing on the people. Um, but it like they really string it along really well, and it was a very well crafted song. And I always like a good guitar. I love a good guitar, and you have a good looking girl playing a guitar however <coughs> i mean listen listen to sophie tucker purple hat it's an amazing fucking song it's really fun you just want to have fun and dance or something it's really fun the video is fun too um but dude like this girl's playing a flying v okay it's a it's it's a guitar type you can imagine what it, what shape it's in um and I'm watching her play this thing. And I mean, these guys, I mean, there's thousands of people at this show. You know, I've, I've been watching some of their stuff and like, there's thousands upon thousands of people at their shows and stuff like that. And it's like, homie, like you're using the, like, like the lower brand version of that guitar. Like she's using an Epiphone flying G, which is a knockoff of the Gibson flying G or sorry, flying V flying G. Flying V. She's using an Epiphone Flying V when it's like for like a thousand dollars more, you could have bought yourself a Gibson and that is so much better of a guitar. I don't know. Maybe it was given to her, given to her by somebody. Maybe it's fucking signed by Elvis. I don't fucking know. But I was just kind of like, I don't know, dude, if you have that much money, you should, you know, you should get yourself a Gibson. Maybe she just likes it. I don't know. And that, Hey, that's her journey. You know, I was just kind of like, that's weird. You know, you don't see like, you know, blues guys up there playing squires and shit like that, really, you know? So the squires, the knockoff of Fender. Sorry, but yeah. So Sophie Tucker, purple hat, really good fucking song. Speaking of musical instruments. So I'm disabled. I have been 
since January 1st, 2001, when I got into a horrific accident, ended up, oh, I, I did a lot of shit to myself, my leg, my back, my head, my face, uh, my, my lung, uh, lots of shit happened to me in that accident. And I have complete and total nerve damage down to my left foot for the, in the perennial nerve. Um, so I, it's hard, man. It's hard for me to work. I had complete like re knee construction and shit like that. Like they used cadaver ligaments and all sorts of shit. And, you know, I've been living with this for 21 years, man. And you can imagine how working in a workforce, first of all, I can't get jobs like factory jobs. I can't get fucking, um, uh, construction jobs or anything like that. Cause nobody can insure me. Um, and I've been handed that, you know, that excuse a few times and everything. And I don't blame them, but it's been hard, man. It's been hard for me to find work in my life that is sustainable. Like for my body, you know, um, so yeah, I have to cater to that a lot. And that, you know, that means, you know, jumping around from job to job every couple of years and stuff like that. It sucks, but it's, it's just the way my life has gone since my accident. You know, I've been working ever since the day I could legally work. I've been in, I've been disabled. So it's been hard. Um, so, you know, the, Everybody has those jobs that they really wanted when they were a kid. And one job that I really, really wanted when I was a kid was a radio DJ. Because my dad was a radio DJ. Uh, and he he was a radio DJ for a long time. And he was very well liked, very popular um, in our town and in our area and stuff. And And then one day he gave it all up. And he went to went to college and got himself an environmental biology degree or something, and and he's doing very well for himself in that field. Um. But, so that was like I grew up in radio stations, man. You know, my mom was a radio DJ and my dad was a radio DJ, and that's how they met. If it wasn't for the radio, I wouldn't be here. And all I ever wanted to be was a DJ. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think I have a theory that I, I put a curse on myself back in like 2002, 2000. It would have been 2002, I'm guessing. If it was 2003, it was very early 2003. But I was in high school in Columbia, Missouri. And I might have told this one before. But driving around with my friends smoking weed, fucking just being stupid and shit. And we were listening to college radio and it was this, this kind of apprehensive fucking tweak from South park kind of guy on the radio. It was just all shy and everything. And, and somebody in the car was like, somebody, it was request hour on this college radio station. So somebody was like, somebody should call him up live on the air and tell him how much he sucks. So I did because I wanted to, I wanted to look cool. And I did that, and I honestly think that like a gypsy, that that dude was a gypsy, and he put a curse on me that night that I will never be in radio, ever. And you know, this is coming from a guy who snuck into Howard Stern's Private Parts, the movie. I didn't sneak into Howard Stern's actual Private Parts, but he has a movie out there called Private Parts, and I was supposed to go to uh, Return of the Jedi in the movie theater when it was re-released back in the 90s, but I opted to go to... Howard Stern's private parts. And so between my parents and that, and just growing up in radio, man, that's all I ever wanted to be was a radio DJ. But I fucking cursed myself in Columbia, Missouri in 2002. And I've never been able to get a radio job. And if I have gotten a radio job, it's like, oh, you can come and run the board for basketball games. And it's like, okay. And I do it. And I've, I've gone through those motions for years you know, I've probably spent four years working for different radio stations, running the board for them and stuff, and nobody ever takes me further than that. And if they did, it's like one day they're like, oh, hey, come in and check this out. And then they just, they don't have me back. 
And I'm constantly told by people on the phone or like I was at O'Reilly Auto Parts picking up some parts for my car and the woman behind the counter was like, wow, you have a really nice voice for like radio. And I was like, fucking tell those fucks out there that, man. But here's the thing. There, there's, there's a stipulation here. See, I told you that my father worked in radio and that he left it. Well, it never really dawned on me as to why he left it. And one of the reasons why he left it, first of all, was money. Yes, it wasn't a very big money maker. It is nowadays. But um, uh, two, it was, getting, it was getting too corporate for him. He didn't like what radio was turning into and just all the canned shit. You know, because these days, man, like five o'clock, you drive by the radio station, nobody's there. It's all pre-recorded, pre-taped. Nothing's from the heart. Nothing's from the heart anymore, man. It's just these people going through the fucking motions. It's not a fucking fun gig for them. It's not something that they throw them their their whole heart into. No, it's just a fucking... It's, it's just another Friday or something like that. And back in my day, when I was listening to the radio, like DJs... Sorry, I gotta move up here. DJs were personalities. It wasn't just a nice voice. It was a personality. And you could even tell the, the, you know, what kind of a day the DJ was having that day just by what kind of music he played. You know, it, it, it had personality. It had color to it and everything. And now it's just, it's very mundane or black and white. You know, like it's... Um, so would I really even like working there? Because I'm not a corporate guy. And, you know, I I would like to be able to, you know, to play a new song on the radio and then say, I didn't like that. You know, I remember like, dude, dad having to wake me up in the middle of the night because, you know, some dude fell asleep on the night shift at, at the radio station and the fucking needle was bouncing on the goddamn on the record and shit. We have to go out there and wake him up and all this shit. Like I miss those days, man. The, the, the fucking down and dirty days of radio, man. And, um, and so it's not like that anymore. And what really sucks is my dad had a friend that worked at the radio station still does. And I could say that my dad and this guy are really good friends. When my dad comes to town, they hang out. But for some odd reason, this guy doesn't like me. Like I must have way too much of my mom in me or something like that. And not enough of my dad or something. Or maybe it's, you know, the fact that I've been to jail a couple times or, you know, I don't know. But this guy does not like me. And I, you know, he, he's been the only person at that radio station that's been consistently there this entire period of time that I've been trying to get a job there. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you go to a different town. You know, I got kids. I can't just move to a different fucking town right now. Okay. I got, I got roots right here right now. I got to, you know, and I, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking this guy's fucking son. So I should, I should get a leg up or anything like that. But no, I don't think that, but I should at least get a shot, you know, on air shot. And this guy has always talked, oh, I have nothing to, I have nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with it. And that, but then all of a sudden somebody new will start running the radio station and I'll contact them and I'll say, Hey, I'm very interested in being a, a part of your radio station. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I grew up out there. My dad was a DJ out there. He was program director out there for a little while, you know, all that stuff. And he'll be like, they'll be very interested and they'll, they'll shoot me a couple of emails back and forth. And all of a sudden done nothing. They just drop, drop me. They just ghost my ass after that. This has happened like twice, dude. So you can't tell me that the only consistent person out there that has never really liked me that much has nothing to do with the fact that nobody out there will give me a shot on the radio. Fuck him. And what really sucks is, and I've told my dad about it. I don't expect my dad to hate the guy or anything like that, but I don't think my dad talks to him much anymore because of how shitty it is, man. 
Like you have control out there. You have power out there. You could go into somebody's office and say, we need to give this guy a shot. And like, dude, I don't want to take over the goddamn radio, man. I've even told them, I was like, Hey man, give me, give me two hours a week. You know, give me two hours a week. Just give me a little show. I just, you know, just give me a little show. You don't have to fucking pay me, man. You can call me an intern. You know, I I don't even want to get paid to do this. I mean, I would love to get paid to do this, but I just want a shot. Just give me a two hour show a week, man. And I'll show you what I can do. But nobody will ever fucking do it. You know? So fuck that guy. And what really sucks is I have to fucking... He golfs. As do a lot of the people that work at the radio station these days. They're all fucking, like, frat boys, man. And these people in this town, they think that they're high league, upper league and shit like that. Upper echelon of people in this town because they're on the radio and everything. And it's just... It's just not the way it used to be, but I have to, I, this motherfucker comes into my bar because I bartend at a bar that's off of like that, that's next to a golf course and we have bar specials for the golfers and shit. Oh my God. So I have to fucking see this guy and he treats me like shit. He doesn't tip me where the shit I have to be at his beck and call. And he'll fucking, oh, dude, this really fucking rips my ass, dude. He fucking will sit there and he'll call me Tone. Okay. And I so desperately want to look him in the eye and say, looky here, dude. Okay. There are two people on this planet that can call me Tone. One's my father. And the other one's not fucking you. You call me sir when you're in my bar, motherfucker. I've kissed your ass for 15 fucking years, man, trying to get a job. I've kissed your ass. I'm done doing it, man. I'm done doing it. And I just am, you know, and it'll get, it'll grate on me, man. It'll fucking get to me sometimes. Properly sized nipples. It'll get to me sometimes, man. And I'll, I'll fucking hit the wife up and I'll be like, dude, I'm just, oh, I'm so sick, tired of fucking hating these people. And I'm just like, I hate these fucking people and I hate looking at them. I, you know, like I hate the feelings that come up when they come in because like that's, that should have been my fucking job, man. Like, I have the tools, the talent, the personality, and everything that goes along with being a DJ. However, I have the tools, the talent, the personality for the perfect fucking DJ in the 70s or 80s. <laughs> These days, man, especially in a small area, like, you got to kiss a lot of ass in radio and you have to play by their rules and it's all canned and it's just and it yeah it's it's not like like you know I should not worry about this because it's not my bag baby it's not the fucking same thing that I grew up watching but still doesn't take away the fact that I really want to do it and it really sucks that I just I I'm not financially or I'm not financially able to, nor am I just in a big enough area to where I have any options, you know? And there's another radio station in town, and I've applied, and applied, and applied, and I've put in tapes, and made tapes, and made commercials. I even, like, you know, you know, they'll say, put together this, put together that, and I'll put together everything they want, and then some. And I said, here, here's a list of some stuff about a commercial. I want you to make a commercial and fucking, and send it to us. And I made... Two different versions. I made like the corporate version and then I made some like yeehaw fucking like funny commercial and stuff. So it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not just a guy who can read something off of a piece of paper. I am that guy if you need that guy, but I'm not just that guy. So, dude. Radio stations, man. Especially around here. But yeah, if I could spit in the face of somebody, it would be that it would be that DJ that's been out there since my dad was out there who claims to be my father's friend. Fuck him. I'm just going to say it. And, and 
I'm going to tell you guys this. I'm going to tell you this, okay? I'm going to get real with you here. This motherfucker, not once, not twice, but three times, probably more than that, because I don't listen to the radio anymore, but three times I have heard him on the radio come on and say, this is Sublime's Santeria. There's a sublime, There's a band out there called Sublime, and they have a song out there called Santeria. It's four. Okay. It's the fourth fucking word in the song. I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. Yeah. It's the fourth fucking word in the song. And this guy has fucked it up three times, which means one, which means a couple different things to me. First of all, you've never heard of this fucking song. Second of all, you don't give a shit. And third of all, you're terrible at your fucking job. You know, that's like, you know, going up there and being like, oh, and this is uh, Celine Dion with My Heart Will Go On. What? Like, you're, you're a professional music player, motherfucker. Are you, the commercials just fucked with you enough, you know, so much to where you, the, the music aspect is gone? Jesus, dude. So that's like my, you know, my local dream job. If you want to get technical, my dream is to write and or direct something <coughs> that gets me a phone call from Comic-Con saying we want you to have a panel at our at San Diego Comic-Con. Like that is my dream. If that happened, I would be I would love it. Like that would be my that would be my dream come true. But so the other day, I'm a guitar player and I have this old Gibson SG that I've been kind of restoring. Got some water damage. And um, yeah, it just it needs some TLC. And so I've been I've been slowly kind of ripping it apart and cleaning stuff and replacing stuff when need be. And um and the other day I, I kind of put the finishing touches on a part of it and and I just looked at the wife and I was like, God, you know, it'd be really cool if I could just do this for a living. I really like tearing these things apart and, and working on them and stuff. And and uh, and I even posted it on Facebook about it and shit. But <laughs> the next day, I open up my email, and here's an email from our local music store saying um, there's two because there's two locations, so they kind of try to be corporate about it and shit. Um, but if you've bought something there, they get your email, and then you're on their email list. And so they uh, sent me this email saying, "Hey, we're hiring for sales associates and luthiers, which is guitar techs, pretty much." And I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And yeah, so it just kind of like dropped in, like at the very moment that I really kind of needed it to. And it really kind of put some pep in my step. And, and I, uh, I, you know, fill out the app and send them kind of a cover letter and with some references and stuff. And, um, you know, hoping for the best. And I went down there and I talked to the guy and, and here's the deal, man. See, I live in a small town area and, you know, 30,000 people, but then you have these little communities out there of 5,000, 4,000, 6,000, you know, and so technically, you know, in our little area, there's probably like 50,000 people, um, but it's like, there's a lot of nepotism around, and if you don't know what nepotism is, that's like favoritism when it comes to hiring and stuff like that favoritism and anything nepotism um so there was a music store here once upon a time and there was this guy that worked there who's a guitar player around and he's been a guitar player around and and he's he's kind of a douchebag i mean i've played with him i've i used to go to the guitar store all the time and um he was just kind of a douchebag, kind of snotty, you know, nose up in the air. I'm better than you. And, you know, and he is, he is, he's an amazing guitar player, phenomenal guitar player, but he's just, he's got a fucking ego on him that sucks. Um, yeah, but very fake too. 
very fake to your face. But I've said it on this podcast before. I'm a weird person, man. And not a lot of people vibe with me. Hence the reason I have like three listeners. But I don't know. So that dude worked there and we played around together. And he, I mean, he knows that I, compared to him, suck. I'm a good rhythm guitar player, but I'm not, like Jack Black says, I'm not a noodler. I mean, I can I can sound okay, you know, soloing and stuff, but I'm, I, I, I don't have the gift. Or at least I haven't developed my gift yet. Um, I'm a good rhythm guitar player, but, and I, I can make myself sound really fucking good. Doesn't mean I am, though. <laughs> But um, that's what you call a bad strike. But uh, in in bowling, you know, you're good, but it's not that good. But um, so I went into the the guitar store yesterday, the one that's hiring, different one than than that dude worked at, and there's his little brother. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt, walked up there, and I was like, hey, you know, uh, talked to him a little bit and stuff, and. Same vibe I got from his brother, dude. They think that it's... I don't know, man. I just... I just don't get people, and I'm... I'm just really sick of feeling like a big fish in a small pond. But then second-guessing myself and wondering, are you really that big, though? You know? Maybe you have an inflated sense of self-worth or self-value. I don't know. I don't know. I make people laugh when I when I do my stand-up. I love doing stand-up. I make people laugh. And I have had over 30 or 40 different people on Silver Screen Showdown. You know, that's, that's awesome. You know, so... Th- I have I have peeps, but I'm just not very good at making friends, especially with guys. Cause guy, I, I don't know. Maybe they they are intimidated by me because of my size and my personality, plus the fact that I'm strikingly handsome. <laughs> See, it's comments like that, Tony. But no, dude, I just, you know, I just want to find a fucking job that I, that, that I would love to walk into. I mean, I don't mind going to the, to to the bowling alley and working at the bowling alley and stuff, but like to walk in to a radio station, I just feel like I would bring so much more to it than the people that have been conditioned, you know, and the people that have their broadcasting degrees or their communications degrees and stuff like that. And, you know, like... I'm from the school of hard knocks, motherfucker, where my dad has to race out to the fucking, you know, to to the radio station because one of his buddies is drunk on the air and shit like that, dude. From the school, old school, motherfucker. I might have been a kid, but it shaped me, man. And there goes the last DJ who plays what he wants to play and says what he wants to say, Tom Petty. And, you know, or I would love to walk into the keys jingle at the front door of this business and I unlock it for the day and I open it and I turn the open sign on and I walk in and there's a thousand beautiful guitars staring at me in the face. Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to go and dust every single one of these guitars with fucking pleasure. You know, you want me to go and, and take serial numbers down? Fuck it. You want me to go do inventory? You want me to set out some new stuff? You want me to read a fucking magazine that tells me all the specs about some new product that's coming in? I'm fucking there, dude. I'm down. But there's just something about me that people with money don't really like <laughs> I don't know man I'm just going to continue to smoke my properly sized nipples OG and 
talk blat- talk fucking blindly here for a little bit because I I still have like half a bowl here and I'm but I'm done with my checklist. Um but yeah, man. No, things have been things have been going okay, you know. Um just my kids are doing great. They're they're smarter than I ever was at their ages and they're respectful and they don't get in trouble at school and they're they're just good kids and I'm just so happy for that and they have some of my weirdness but I think my wife's genes in there balance them out a little bit more like I really think that I was just kind of a fluke out there because everybody else seems to know their place and find their place in the world and I've just been struggling along, man, and I I, I have places I want to go, but I just, I can't do it, you know? I either can't do it because of my physical location, or I can't do it because no one will give me a fucking shot. But another one of my dreams that is actually attainable um, someday, you know, as long as I had the money and the vehicle to do it, ouch, is um, I just want to take like two weeks during like deep like fucking stand-up comedy season or maybe the off season. I don't know, but I want to take two weeks and I want to go to New York city and I just want to every single night hit as many fucking comedy clubs as I can and do as much stand up in front of New York fucking crowds as I can. Cause I've been doing stand up to fucking small crowds my entire time. And I just, that's just, that's one of my, that's one of my bucket wishes, man is two weeks. I want to go out and I want to fucking do stand up in New York City. And if I could boot off the stage and it wasn't meant to be, but I don't think I'm going to get booed off the stage. I think I'm going to do good. I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's going to be there and and you know, fucking make me a star or anything. I don't even want to be a star, dude. I just want something that pays the bills that I enjoy doing. I don't need to be a star. My kids have said to me, Dad, you should be an actor. I don't want to be an actor. Like I, I, There's not one inch of me. Like, it'd be cool to, like, you know, have a, like, you know, sh- like, if I was big enough to where it was just kind of like, oh, do you, you want to be in the next, you, you want to have, like, just like a little, like, in the background fucking extra, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a Batman movie. <laughs> you know, like, sure, dude. You know, I, I honestly think that like one of the coolest resumes in Hollywood is Bill Paxton and Lance Hendrickson's fucking resumes. And even if you don't know who they are, look them up. But um, their resumes have, they have both been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien on screen. You don't have to be a star to get fucking murdered by one of those fucks. And that'd be something awesome. Like, I have been killed by a Predator, a Terminator, and an alien on screen. Like, nice. So, yeah, dude. Like, I don't even want to be a fucking, like, you know, huge star or anything, dude. I just want to make enough money to be comfortable. To where if something goes wrong, I can pay for it. You know? If my car breaks down, I can pay for it. If... My kids need this. If my kids need new clothes, I can just go out there and get them new clothes right now. I mean, not even new clothes. Go to fucking Goodwill. I don't give a shit. But I can go and get them clothes. Because sometimes, man, it's it's hard, dude. It's fucking hard. That's why I'm trying to get another job. And, like, if I got this music store job, dude, oh, it'd be so cool. Because they close at, like, five and six, five or six. And that's when I come on at the bowling alley. So it's like it wouldn't even take away from my hours at the bowling alley. I can still bartend out there. But because of my disability, I have applied for disability. And if I end up getting that, you know, that will bridge a lot of gaps in my, in my, um, like needing more money <laughs> situation. Excuse me. Properly sized nipples, OG. Well, thanks for hanging. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, 
Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Young Stone, uh, for the intro and outro music. Thanks, Sheldon Starr, for the uh, uh, for helping me out with some some of the uh, the graphics for Snurbage the podcast. Thanks for sticking around with me. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. I've been really meaning to put something out there, especially like I was really pissed off that I didn't do anything on Snurbage the podcast for 420, but I'm giving you guys the inside scoop. You can go and check out Silver Screen Showdown and um, uh, go check out Silver Screen Showdown on YouTube and you can check out the Stoner, the all Stoner movies episodes. They're pretty fun. And then um, check me out on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, we're on Twitter. And it is uh, fucking... What is it? At Snurbage420. S-N-E-R-B-I-D-G-E. 420. At Snurbage420. Snurbage the podcast. If you type in Snurbage on Google, we're the only thing that comes up. Because nobody, I guess, has ever uttered that fucking word except for me. So... Um, or my my friend too, and people in my circle, because a lot of people in my circle like have called it snurbage because uh, you know we call it snurbage. But so yeah, snurbage four twenty on Facebook or on Twitter. We are on Facebook as well. Oh, that's cast anyways. Yeah, we are on Facebook as well. Snurbage the podcast, anchor, uh, anchor podcasts. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, I think we're on Apple Podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts, so there's a lot of them. So thanks. Um, if you were here because of vasectomies, get one. If if you just if just get one, you'll you'll love it. Just make sure they put you under for it. It's gonna be a hell of a two weeks afterwards, but after that, dude, you're gonna be fine. So yeah, man. Thanks for joining me. It's nice nice getting back to you guys. Hope you had a good 420. Hope you have a happy summer. Congratulations on anybody that's graduating. Uh, there's a lot of graduates out there right now and everything. And um, So, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a good summer, hopefully. And I'm hopefully looking forward to things. So, uh, yeah, man, hit me up. Have fun. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. It's Thursday today. So, yeah, have a good weekend this weekend and be safe as always. I'm Tony Tone, Snurbage the Podcast, Episode 17. We were smoking on properly sized nipples. OG. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. You guys have a good weekend again. And we will see you next time. Peace. Now I've been smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. I be smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. You be smoking, she be smoking, he be smoking all day. Blowing kush, it ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level.